Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week we delve into some multiplayer games on the PlayStation Plus catalog, like Golf With Your Friends and the NetherRealm Studios duo of Mortal Kombat 11 and Injustice 2. We also discuss the official launch of Multiverses and what separates it from Smash Bros. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. But first, a very special cutscene from the world of Markers on the Map. Not your average looking gardener, huh, P1? We strike, little mouth. Yo, gardener! Huh? Hush. I'm here for the gamekeeper. This is his home. Look at me. Gardener, is he home? Gamekeeper? What is it? Oh. There he is. The coward. Hid himself away during the console wars. And he's got tons of hidden information. Gamekeeper. I've been listening carefully. My name is Papillion. And I'm Lil Mouse. We've never met. As you were completely locked inside your little base during my initial arrival. All those years ago, before I... Lost to Pop Red. I'd never lose. Do well to remember that. Everything I do is calculated. Now, a humble request. Unless you want Blast Wave to be decimated. You know, let me take a brief scan through your archives of gameplays. Mm. Go ahead, but put him down. Good. I love it when things come to a peaceful resolution. Lucky you, Gardner. <laughs> Best not to engage with this one, Blastwave. Remember those old images of Gameland? He's the one who changed all of it. Uh, uh? He's already done. It hasn't been a minute. Impressive. So! The most curious thing of all. Are you seeing what I'm seeing here? That this eludes you gives me more joy than you can imagine. But what you're seeing is wrong. My brother perished at the hands of a conflict that not even our titan at the time could stop. I would never fail to recognize him. So it remains a mystery to both of us. Mm, not for long. to finally call something the new meta on this podcast and robert let me tell you it's been right under our noses the whole time uh, elaborate for me this i i don't i don't get what's the meta what, what what show me what's this meta well we both have fighting games called injustice 2 and mortal Kombat that come from nether realm and I've had Injustice 2 since its launch year, I think, which was mm-hmm. 2017. 
Oh man. Um, and like we'll we'll talk about these in depth later on the show. But I just played Mortal Kombat 11 for the first time uh, the other day. Uh, but what what strikes me as this new meta is that you know fighting games can be hard for people if you don't know like certain characters it's hard to play on difficulties that aren't like very easy or easy like if you want to go to normal you have to kind of get some practice in even against the ai like ignoring playing against other people and in these games you can grind out uh you know different cosmetics or armor pieces equipment for your characters that will you know, augment their stats and stuff like that, maybe change their look, change their color, stuff like that. They've got this thing in those games where you can just set the AI to fight against the waves of enemies that you need to get these equipment pieces, <laughs> and you don't lose anything uh, by the AI doing all the hard work for you. That's yeah, the new meta. Let you, your game play itself. <laughs> you you are doing and understanding the weird thing that I found out about example i got mortal kombat 11 my general rule when it comes to fighting games i tend not to buy it the day it comes out i always wait for some addition that has multiple characters and maybe some more dlc afterwards to get out in on it but uh mortal kombat 11 was special to me because as we've probably established on the podcast multiple times and i'll say it multiple times uh i like spawn it's probably my favorite comic book series and and heroes of all time and obviously he's in mortal kombat 11 but in order to unlock the suits, you have to do those challenges. And for some games, you, you just play the game and unlock characters. For this one, it's the whole AI system. So I look at it, and I'm just like, how come you couldn't just do the the story mode, the, the tower system, and play the game in any difficulty, and then just unlock rewards through that in each round you defeat somebody? Instead or of like being choose, behind, maybe. Yeah, it's because... Is behind an AI fighting for you, and you just have to have it play there for hours to unlock certain costumes and colors and stuff like that. So you're learning basically. My point is, what's the point of it? It's sort of like it's kind of there's no point. It's kind of like well, I was thinking, why have this grindy leveling system in these two games if you can just set the AI exactly. to do the hard towers for you? And play better than you can exactly. at starting out these games. Like, I, I struggle with Injustice 2 on very easy sometimes. Well, not very easy. Like, when you get to Brainiac, these final bosses in the arcade modes are weird. But, like, I set my AI Starfire to, to normal mode, and she dominated. And I got so much equipment, I'm like, it took, what, like, 10 minutes? And I'm like, okay, this is better than I could have done by myself. I was like, what? Yeah, it's... <laughs> it just... <laughs> like, I get that it's there, but it just doesn't make sense to have the grindy leveling system if you could just have the AI do it while you watched a tv show no yeah it's it's one of those things where my problem with it is like i said you it's sort of the same premise of people who watch twitch streamers and the more you watch it you get rewards but it makes sense right because it's a live stream someone's playing something or or showing an event and it's supposed to get people engaged where this is not engaging you're just rewarding me for watching a playthrough and you know that may sound cool but it's sort of when people, I'll say this, when you don't master your character, you don't understand the flaws and strengths and, and kind of combo it and you just see an AI do it. And then you have all these cool costumes, you try to take it online and then you're getting not the best results because you're like, wow, I should have been playing instead of like an AI. Basically, there's no reason to have a goal now because like the AI does it for you. It gets you all the skins. And then you try to go online, you're just like, well, I'm not doing very well because I don't know how to play the game because you just let the AI kind of do it. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. 
not to split hairs, but you do kind of have to engage with it because there's no auto press X to go to the next battle or something. So you have to like monitor it. I'm like, okay, to, to that end, I still cannot wrap my head around the fact that the game felt like it needed a grindy leveling system, but just allows it to auto play itself in order to mitigate the stress of that. It's just so, it's such a new thing. It's like, well, okay, well, why, what's stopping other developers from adding this in? Why can't uh, an AI grind out my destiny battle pass? It's the new meta. It's playing games without actually having to play them. It's oh man, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of all those GTA online like put a rubber band on your controller R2 and just oh. do a bunch of racing and just let mm-hmm. it, your console stay overnight and you w- and you wake up with a bunch of like XP and decent amount of cash and it's just like the car like yeah, you get last place but if you just let the game play itself. Yeah, it'll, but it'll, at it'll least with be- that, at least with that somebody might mess up their controller or something. Oh, it's probably happened. I guarantee you someone's messed up their R2 there, or anything People used like to, that. like, tape rocks down to Game Boy Advances to do this little XP, um, this, like, um, in the Pokemon daycare, you would, like, get, you'd put them in the daycare and every step would give you an XP and there was, like, a hill uh, on Ruby and Sapphire that you would just go down because it's a slippery hill. <laughs> so people would, like, tape a rock or something to their Game Boy and oh. leave it on the charger all night and wake up with, like, a level 100 Pokemon Oh, I think pe- like people used to like there was like a Pokemon like Tamagotchi thing that came with Heart Gold and Soul Silver and I seem to remember hearing about people putting that on like a laundry machine back in the day when that came out because it would work the same way as the the daycare thing would work except it would be a step you take in real life <laughs> so it's like okay hey at least you don't have to engage with that if you were gonna do that with this you do have to keep pressing X to move on to the next thing but yeah I mean. I'm baffled. If you're going to make a grindy leveling system, like, at least have people engage with it. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, I guess, in a sense... I think this is a five-year-old problem that I'm just realizing now that I'm just, like, very excited about talking about. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's it's one of those things now where I think about it. Eh, if they're already going to probably do it, might as well at least let them just press the next button and then let the AI do it. Might, they're just like, eh, they're already doing it, might as well let them just have a way to help them do it. It's just a weird thing that's been on my mind this week. I'm like, hey, if I can get some <laughs> some shows watched of all my... But you know what? I, I, I found myself getting very bored with it, wishing I was the one playing. So Sometimes I want to... Sometimes I would play because I'm just like, I don't want to see the AI fight. I want to fight. I want to do all the cool combos and learn how to play. That's, I guess it's different because you and I, we're, fight, we're fighting in character, like, players. Like, we like to play fighting games and just, just have a, a fun time with it. So we just like, man, I, I want to fight. I want to play this character and fight and do all these cool combos. Like I said, it's just like that. This is but then you different. see all the cool colors and you're like, man, it would take me hours and hours to grind out these cool colors. Let's just turn the AI on. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. That is also true. Just want to point that out. Anyway... We're here to talk about some fighting games and a few other things today here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. Uh, as usual, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How you been this week? All right. The uh, usual same old, same old have you been. Besides tired and burnt out, I would assume. Very hot. I <laughs> thought you were going to say burning up. I'm just melting. Oh, that here. too. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot, Robert. It, it just is. is. So as as explained a few weeks ago, we're going to try our new format where we talk about games first. So we're going to get to fighting games here in a, in a minute. But before we 
got to that just a quick little thing I feel the need to bring up and you know what I'm gonna bring up Reese's peanut butter ghosts have landed early this oh year. my I, I was I was confused for I was like what are you gonna talk about I'm like I don't know like I, I'm trying to think like what have you been discussing for the past like couple days it's like we we discuss is our things we don't usually talk about on the podcast or just plans that we shouldn't talk about yet on the podcast. Obviously, they're plans for the podcast. I'm like, I don't know what we've been talking about. Yeah, you show me a photo that the white uh, Halloween white Reese's ghosts are back in. Yeah. At the end of July, nonetheless, See, I did procure a bag and they are very... <laughs> See, I feel like they're smaller this year. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe because it's very early production of it because it's still not till october that it's the right season for it it's kind of like fruit is not the season yet you know they're not just right but they're getting there that's the new meta picking out what time to go <laughs> yeah it's like i said because i said it's basically it's august which basically makes it september which basically makes it october which basically makes it halloween so it's halloween right now yeah basically if you do all the math i also got this wildberry lemonade float from wiener schnitzel that tastes like what if Pez got turned into a drink? It's so good, Robert. <laughs> oh, man. Have you tried that new brisk from Taco Bell? That new flavor, I guess, they have? No, but I've seen it. I usually get a Baja Blast at Taco Bell. A, a friend that we both know because it's one of your childhood friends that I went to see the other day. We got him Taco Bell. I'm pretty sure you can guess who it is. Uh, yeah. Tried it. <laughs> he said not to get it. He said this is not good. Oh, well, you had you had the lead up thinking it would be had me thinking it would be really good, so I'll just stick with my Pez flavored flow. No, yeah, he was like, "Don't get it." I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right." Well, I guess we dodged one there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, speaking of friends, this week you and I both tried a game called Golf with Your Friends, which I'd kind of known about for a while. Oh yeah, and, uh, we did. You played it, and you said I got him. Like we should play. I'm like, okay, for sure. This is a mini golf game. So it's it's super casual. It's not like Mario Golf where you're lining no. up your shots like and doing, you know, multiple button presses and wind resistance is a thing and all that. Or like a Hot Shots Golf or something like that, which is also another like casual golf game. And it's definitely not a sim like PGA Tour 2K21 no. or whatever. This is just a basic, simple, arcadey, fun thing. It's, I, I you know what? It takes the genuine vibe of mini golf and does it and it actually does put it in the game where it's just just have fun it's mini golf just don't you know don't take it too serious just go around have fun and just do you know crazy things without the actual environmental hazards that that golf with your friend actually has i would assume because there's a lot of courses where like this would not work in an actual well yeah there's stuff in golf with your friends that it's like oh this is definitely video game mini golf versus a normal course which has your castle your windmill and whatever yeah but there's a lot you can do in that game you can add just the basic uh at your own golf ball where you just hit the mini golf ball and you kind of don't have collision you just try to see who's the first to get to the hole in less amount of of hits you know like regular golf or you can have quirky game modes that change the way your ball everyone has a different shape of ball or everyone gets the same shape but it's a different shape like it could be a uh, an acorn or it could be do like the physics a, react differently? Cause yeah, we it's did very classic. different. It is very different. You can have a, a Christmas ornament, and it has that little mm. nub that you hang your Christmas ornament, and it'll actually change. Like it won't completely roll 
like a smooth. Oh, ball. okay. Because like in a, normal a mode, the little cosmetics you can put on won't do anything. Your ball yeah, no, stay it won't. straight while they have like a hat on or something. Yeah, that stuff won't affect it. But you can actually add like different modes and and make your golf balls go different sizes. So there's a lot to golf with your friends. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of value to play with your friends. It really is just go around. At least take at least, it could be a, just two people going at it, and it's just it's just a fun time. Yeah, it's on PS Plus um extra for sure mm-hmm. um so like games. any of the, any of the two tiers should should have it uh for free otherwise i don't think it's like usually that that high in price and i think that's what plus or extra and premium should do is add a bunch of games that are sort of very multiplayer heavy base and just like you need friends to kind of play with and so it's just like of course you have it It comes with your subscription with plus so we can all play it as for a course variety from what we played in classic i do like i feel like it's a little uneven like sometimes it like it starts out very like vanilla like normal mini golf Mm. And then it'll get a little crazier. And then at one point it just got to be like wild. And then it just went back down to a little bit crazier. So it's like a little uneven, but it's always funny to see like the weird obstacles or like the jumping in water, stuff like that. Yeah, I would at least say from what we played, I can't distinctly say which one was my favorite, but I can definitely say from what we played oasis which is i believe the egyptian no it was the museum it was the the museum world that one was a problem i didn't i I liked oasis actually that was the egyptian one that was pretty cool but Mm -hmm. that museum uh course was just too much it had the museum one had a lot of randomness to it yeah i think very weird uh how should i say it had a lot of a criteria you have to meet certain criteria in order to like yeah, like you, you ha- like you have to hit the ball in a certain pattern in a certain way, and it has to go through a certain path. You have to hit the criteria, and if you don't, oh well, good luck. You gotta. Cause you remember the one where like I don't think any of us got it, where it's like you have to. There was bank, a couple like, of those. <laughs> you have to bank it off a wall, and then it has to get in the center, and then after it gets in the center, it has to do a bunch of stuff. So I was like, yeah, that this one was just not a fun world. Yeah, yeah some of them like, have a bit of randomness to them. In the space one, there's little like gravity wells that the ball will get sucked into, and it will kind of just shoot it out in a seemingly mm-hmm. random direction. I Quote didn't know if I, there was still, like, yeah, if there's some some kind of control I can exert over that, no. but it never seemed to go the way that I wanted it to. Um, so when I got it to go the way I wanted to, it was like out of sheer luck. Um, but I mean, it's very low stakes. I wasn't like bad or anything no i was like you know what i'm just having a good time laughing at this mini golf ball doing whatever yeah (laughs) it's i've said this with with fall guys and this is why fall guys should take out skill based matchmaking things only get competitive and people only get angry when they act like or they think there's an objective or a goal to win where in fall guys if fall guys had the goal where oh you don't win anything unless you get first place then it's a competitive game but like i said you can play how many rounds you want you don't have to win but you still get rewards out of it so there is technically no uh, uh, objective to like get the first one and be first place and get all these rewards it's just like eh you make it to the final round you get just as much points as if you won Thinking about that, I, like when I play Fall Guys, I only get wound up playing Fall Guys when there's uh, an event that says win this, win that, win the other mm. thing. Otherwise, I'm usually just having a good time. So it's like the the fact that, like, I almost want to say Golf With Your Friends is comparable to something like a Gang Beasts game where it's just like, yeah, you're having fun for, you know, 
couple hours and then give it a rest and come back in a while and play it for another yeah, couple hours. If there's no competitive objective, there's no means to actually get first place, and there is no competitive drive. That basically means there's no one in there to be like, oh, I gotta win first place. It's like if everyone is like, it's the same rewards, it doesn't matter what place you get. So it's just like, and eh, there's no reason to like get angry if you're not first place. Yeah, they should make a competitive version though golf with your enemies. Golf with your oh that one I don't know about that one. <laughs> Everything is ranked and judged by vigorous standards. <laughs> how you like how many power you use to hit the ball and how you hit the ball and like the club you're using and the costume. Did you, you use, use yeah. the precision aiming with this shot? Mm-mm. You like critiqued no, so, the yeah. whole way through. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I think it's a pretty good game. Team seventeen was doing publishing for it, I think. Um we know them from like ukulele and all that stuff, so mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty pretty chill little game. Now, we both did play those games we talked about at the top of the show. We played uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and Injustice 2. Again, Mm -hmm. uh, that theme of both of these things are on uh, Plus. However, the DLC for both of them are not on Plus, uh, but it kind of worked out because you have the DLC for MK11 and I have the DLC for Injustice 2. So I feel like it was almost like exhibition matches with like DLC showcases almost. Um, but yeah. let's... I, I see positives and negatives in both games. So let's let's touch on MK11 a little bit. Right. Um, I found it to be coming off of playing Injustice 1 and 2. I've played MK9 a little bit and 10 a little bit. But Mortal Kombat does something I like very much, which is the usual thing I expect from a fighting game, which is to reset health bars after each round instead of Mm -hmm. the Injustice and Skullgirls-esque thing of just continuing it. Yeah, I think only... uh, I'm trying to think which games do that are kind of known if, if people don't. It's just like Injustice 2 definitely does it. KI does it. Uh, okay, Marvel's yeah. Capcom 2 does it where your health is taken over but I think the worst one at that is Tekken Tag 2 and mm. maybe Tekken where even if your other character has health if your character loses they lose and they can't they don't switch over characters so ah. at least with Marvel vs. Capcom 2 they'll let you switch out characters so there's people who have pretty good comeback stories where they're on their last character but they win it with that one character but yeah, yeah. most of the time we prefer for it just to reset entirely regardless of how much health someone has now, it's it's fluid, and once you get used to the Netherrealm combo system of, like, quarter-circle motions that just come naturally or back-and-forth motions, you're capable of doing any attack pretty easily. There's mm-hmm. nothing super complicated, um, like, say, an older Street Fighter, like, 3 or Alpha, where you're circling or doing half circles and then pushing forward there, there's none of that like fighting games have kind of modernized in that aspect mm-hmm. what i do feel is archaic and you know what i'm gonna say is that there's a block button in Mortal Kombat 11 which mm-hmm. just when you play a lot of fighting games that don't have a block button it's so jarring <laughs> you know what you know what's funny i always thought about mortal Kombat and the games that use back as a block is Whenever I'm playing Street Fighter and I just got off of Mortal Kombat, I'm like, wow, why is there a block button, really? Because then I'm like, oh, I understand why there's a block button. But then when I play Mortal Kombat, I'm like, well, I can't just hold back and block. This doesn't make any sense. It's a weird thing in my brain that I just say. Sometimes I think that the other way is like, oh, that makes sense why it's like that. But but then when I'm playing that version, I'm like, oh, the other way was, was the perfect way to do it. Like, it can work in a four-button fighter like Mortal Kombat, but it's like, to me, it feels like, Am I missing something that requires you to have 
uh, full control over going backwards the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because Street Fighter also has back-to-forward moves, but most of those are charge. So I'm like, maybe I'm missing something with that. But to me, it's like, is there a block button specifically because it's a four-button fighter? Because Injustice doesn't have that. I believe because this is how Mortal Kombat does combos to answer your combo question. It's not that they're quarter circles. I remember how Mortal Kombat does their combo. Their combo system is like like square, square, triangle, circle. You do a combo. And then sometimes they throw in like, uh, triangle while holding back square, then press circle, ah. then then like forward X, and then like it's like you have to hit the command with the button, uh, not at the same time. I think because sometimes I'd be holding back, then I'll hit the button, then it'll still count as the input. So Mortal yeah. Kombat does it where directions also with the button command will change a different pattern of the attack. Well, you okay, can change. Okay, so there's them up, a reason basically. that you need control over that why. button when you're pressing. Yeah. Like like don't like a down. Like, you get what I'm saying. It yeah, makes I know sense, I guess, to yeah, have thing. the block button if it works like that. Yeah, because I believe, like, you hold back then... Because think about, like, this Scorpion's get over here is literally forward back X. You have yeah. to click forward back X. So it makes sense when you do it like that. Um, Other things about the game that... I mean, a lot of the things I have between these two games can kind of be, like, they're similar. Um, the tower system is kind of like the multiverse in Injustice, where you, this is the one that we were talking about grinding AI. It's got like your arcade mode. It's also got challenges, but they have these like modifier things and like five different currencies that you earn in very specific mm-hmm. ways. That's kind of like the like a good single player component if you can engage with the systems and like the difficulty spikes that happen with like the final boss of a of a tower or something and you fight you fight her and then three separate like ai things or two or three separate ai opponents Mm -hmm. in between it um so it's a lot to take in if you're not having the ai fight for you which obviously if you want to play a game you'd probably prefer not to have that happen um but it feels almost like these were inspired by mobile games and that's where it kind of loses me it's because there is mobile version of these games yeah Uh, there are and another thing about mortal kombat 11 that i will say and that's a major problem and it was for me frustrating that they announced this is you look at the character selection screen four on the top row three on the bottom there's a missing character slot there there's not even that it's four on top and three at the bottom so it'll hit like four or five then like seven or eight then i'll go back to like four or five and then and the, but then it's three and my biggest problem is a character model that i'm surprised wasn't actually dlc is uh sector and cyrax which they just could have brought back triborg from x as the character select screen because even street fighter uh five i, know, I was gonna say they added yeah or 11 <laughs> 11 yeah they added 11, 11. To um, make sure it's even. <laughs> to make sure so, it was e- I stand by me thinking that that's absolutely the reason that they did that. I'm like, they did. I'm like, that's got to be it. <laughs> because what, what makes it frustrating, I guess, is that Eleven. I guess you could say the character model wasn't announced yet, which they are because it's just taking already pre-existing models and just making it uh, Seven's uh, skin, which is like all white. But Sector and Cyrex, you fight in the story mode. You fight them. So their character models and their moves and their attacks exist in the code. 
they never made it DLC. But Melina, who technically is not even part of that entire storyline, is only mentioned. They added a whole new character model, which I guess they could just take Katana's character model and just add Melina yeah. parts. But it's sort of just like, why take a, a character model that's already in the game and not add it and make Triborg a playable character? I feel like there was a character we fought in the general story for Street Fighter Five too. That one of the dolls that that didn't show up as a character either. Um, yeah. I don't know if you ever played the general story. I had to delete my general story because it was like a 36 gigabyte DLC at the time. I don't think I ever did play it. It's not that good. Um, but it did let you play as Jury and Yurian before they came out, if I remember correctly. Jerry? Which was it. Did you play as Jerry? No, Jerry. <laughs> oh, did I say Jerry? Jerry from Seinfeld? No. <laughs> Jerry. What's the um, deal with Hadoukens? What's the deal with that? Imagine, oh, imagine a, a comedy fighting game like how like Def Jam, Vendetta, and like and like Fight for New York exist. What if it was comedians? Speaking of that, you're gonna like our rumor today. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, it's not that, but it's similar. Oh, um. I was gonna say. Uh, but I guess with eleven, Mortal Kombat eleven is that. It has good mechanics. It has the best graphics. It has one of my. Oh, favorite... I was. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. The graphics are amazing. They're really clean. They're very clean for that generation. I think that's the cleanest we'll have it for a while. I don't think even Mortal Kombat 12 would be cleaner than that. I, I it, the violence is a little uncomfortable for me. It is. I think we've talked about this when Mortal Kombat 11 first came out. How a lot of the developing team didn't want to work afterwards, or they had issues because of the amount of stuff not like you yeah. know but it's just like they had to do it and animate that and so some of them obviously don't think it that seems stuff like, is, like cool. way way worse than 10 and it's just like i prefer the friendships when i was playing i was just doing friendships but see then you don't get heart currency for doing friendships and then i'm like ah oh, i can't go to the crypt and open the heart boxes yeah i it's it's one of those things where uh i mm, it's difficult because Mortal Kombat does have something going for it. There's been so many copycats that didn't succeed. They just did the basic, uh, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do fatalities just like Mortal Kombat. But Mortal Kombat does have more than that going for it. It does have great characters and a great fighting design and, and you know, unique ideas. But there's, it's put, Levin definitely did push that boundary of how, even the trailer yeah. from the get-go, yeah. you can tell it was going to be a bit more than what we've, you seen enough from At like least 9 and 10 what i would maybe encourage for 12 would maybe to be have the the option to turn off like allow for the the fatality oh. move to be i mean like i get that that's the identity of the game but i don't even <laughs> think tournaments allow fatalities i don't oh. think yeah, I've never seen a fatality ever once done at a tournament. I don't. I think they probably don't even allow them to do that. Because but like, I've don't noticed tie that. an in-game currency to a fatality. Oh, that was yeah. Because I remember you're just like, okay, I'm pressing the buttons, nothing's happening. And you're trying to do the easy fatalities. You have to unlock those, or I believe no, no, no. I I mean, like, there's a currency that will let you open up chests in the crypt that you have to get by doing fatalities. Oh, that's true. That actually is true. Yeah, that I remember. So I had like, to unlock uh, spawns, like to unlock all the spawn stuff, like all his fatalities. I remember I had to do a bunch of stuff like that to get it. But, uh, you know, it's sort of like Eleven does have a lot of positives. I think the if we can count on the negative, it's the missing character slot that there's already pre-existing enemies that you could just add in right there, Triborg, or just yeah. just Sector and Cyrax in one slot, or. 
some of the DLC is kind of questionable. Like we got Joker when we just had Joker in, in Injustice Two. Injustice. Yeah. Uh, S- uh, Sylvester Stallone voiced his character Rambo, but they couldn't get Arnold to voice Terminator. Like Stallone voiced his character; it's his voice. Yeah. You know what I do like though? The game will let you preview the cosmetics. Cabal's masks or the colors and everything like injustice 2 will let you preview the colors but it doesn't really let you there's no way that i can see where you can preview what like armor pieces will look like where it is in mortal Kombat, it tells you exactly where to get them from and everything so if you want to make your custom character look the way you do you just look at the requirement and it's like oh i can get this by playing uh towers of time or i can get this by opening a chest up in the crypt so like it gives you some kind of hint Whereas in Justice, it just feels, well, they're loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it does have some problems. I don't think it's enough to make it a terrible game. It's just minor problems. Well, it's a good some fighter. It's very competent on yeah, that. Some personal probably issues you may not like about Mortal Kombat. If you're just not a Mortal Kombat fan, then yeah, there's no reason why you should be going for Mortal Kombat. But it, it I would say it's Mortal Kombat, I believe, at its peak control-wise customization wise even character design wise these characters aren't the same you look at like nine and like 11 it's different they're completely different models and not only character designs and 11 i believe has some of the best character designs it's it's pretty good um switching gears to injustice real quick because a lot of Mm -hmm. the a lot of the things are the same um the problem with that is is the health bars obviously yeah, the, not the same, resetting per round <laughs> I, you were you were right and injustice 2 is a bit slower but not too oh, yes. slow where it's a, a, a noticeable just like it's just kind of like, oh it is a bit slow but nothing too like oh this is unplayable uh pretty much the same thing they're both developed by uh netherrealm studio so as we got the same sort of idea how the type of like, what you type got of crossovers in both yeah so uh I mean, you got your your yeah Raiden and, and sub yeah. Then you got your guest characters, your 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 Hellboy and your TMNT, which are delightful. Yeah, it's it's all pretty much the same thing. I believe the customization is obviously pre a little, little bit less because obviously it came out in 2017 and then yeah, Mortal and a Kombat. little more random. I think that's yeah, a good it, fix that they had where you can actually preview how things look in MK11 versus just like oh well, I yeah. got this thing. The 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 picture's not going to show me what it looks like, but it'll tell me that it's a jewel for Starfire's head. And I go and look at it. and I'm like, oh, this might be better, but does it look cool? <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of. I, I believe both games are, are all similar. Um, maybe some characters from the first one should have been in this one. In, Agreed. You know, same thing with Mortal Kombat. Like some characters from Ten should have been in this one. That makes yeah. no sense to have a bunch of other stuff. I don't know. I guess that's another thing about Mortal Kombat this is the storyline where I, I don't, they just don't know what to do. Once they get past the third and fourth game, they just don't know what to do with the storyline. Cause after like Mortal Kombat four midway, I don't know what they're doing that storyline. And even in this one, uh, I guess spoiler alert, but Mortal Kombat, I think 11 has been out enough where I won't say how it's done, but at, at the end of the game, the timelines just reset. It's just completely reset. And ah. it's very weird. <laughs> It's like, I won't say how it happens, but the timeline's just reset to where I guess it's a new timeline and a new Also, wave. like, half the cast and, is dead at the beginning of the game. Yeah, and then they somehow make every game canon, but also make every game uncanon by the end of it. It's very weird. That's just the one thing about, I guess, the storyline. Maybe Injustice will have a third one, and hopefully it can continue with the storyline and not have different or 
conflicting stories. Like, you I'm, have to reset it? Yeah, where they have to reset I mean, you know what happens or... in comic book stories? At some point, it's going to get reset. But Injustice has always been about Superman evil. And he takes a bunch of heroes and villains, and then Batman good, and he takes a bunch of heroes and villains, and then they fight. And it's like, oh, you've got team-ups that you would never have expected to happen. But at the end of the day, Superman evil. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe with with Injustice 3, they can... I don't know. It, it, it's sort of the same idea. We are talking about the health system, how that's just uh, something that's just like, eh, I wish they just reset the uh, health bar instead of having... Uh, yeah, be over and, and, from Injustice has always been a three-button fighter, a light, medium, Which and heavy attack, where your circle button or A on Xbox would give you that character's specific power that charges up based off a gauge at the bottom. For example, I, I can't remember what Batman's is in Injustice 2, but in 1 it was like he would have bats swarm around him, or Poison Ivy has a little dinosaur thing that like shoots a corrosive like liquid at enemies mm-hmm. or harley quinn has her little hyena thing stuff like that um starfire has her laser that that you can shoot by pressing circle and then these things will be on like a timer um tmnt's has the coolest because you press circle and either forward back or down and one of the three other turtles will come out based on which button you press so you can have combos that have all four turtles doing like different things like michelangelo will come in on a skateboard and like knock your opponent over you know you know something i realized that comes with video games i think fighting games all great fighting games do this where let's just say this of course throughout time new combos and new commands are always added to fighting games but example that happened in 11 before 11 scorpion was mostly my main i would always play scorpion and with 11 i obviously didn't play scorpion that much because spawn was in it so i was gonna main him and you know it's one of those things where we played one match and i played with scorpion i said you know oh i haven't played scorpion in forever i don't think i've been playing that much in this one but you know like he used to be my main i like it when a fighting game still has sort of the idea that no matter how long you've been away from a certain character, if you master them or if you learn their movesets, it's still the same moveset. Yeah, the muscle memory of, like, playing as Kami in Street Fighter V, it's like, there's been times where I hadn't played that game for many months, and I picked it up, and I still knew my Kami combos. It's like an NES game, like a Mega Man. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've mastered a Mega Man game, you will always have that, where you can just, like, know what, like, to dodge here, to slightly move Mega Man down on the ladder here, and then go up like that. I like it when games do that, especially fighting games, obviously, where it's, no matter how much stuff they add, if you master a certain character and they're in that, game their combos will always be the same there's no changing it and i think a lot of fighting games um becoming more accessible by reducing the amount of complexity to the stick movement and Mm -hmm. button presses like the gap between street fighter 4 and 5 even so much has been done to be more welcoming more friendly of a game Doing Vega's super in Street Fighter 2 versus doing it in Street Fighter 5 is the difference between like uh, uh, algebra problem and arithmetic <laughs> yeah it's kind of a way to put it it's just kind of like it, it's just it, it's nice when a game at least does that where they don't alienate people who may have not been on that last year game but they're on the new year game they're just like oh but they changed the I, it's just kind of like they don't change the entire just like style of the character where instead of it being quarter circle imagine like if ryu went from a uh, quarter circle and like all these like different like everyone's used to to now being a charged character where it's just like i don't know what any of this stuff is anymore i don't yeah. like this 
definitely. Just, I think the only character that's still, like, a little complicated, way too complicated, is Zangief in, in 5, because you're still having to you're, circle. You're only saying that because <laughs> I hit you with the ultimate move that is just a, so much All you gotta do is, instead of using the D-pad, use the stick and just circle it and press buttons and you instant nah, win. Nah. <laughs> I still use, even with pad, I'll still do it. So yeah, Warner Brothers, they make some good fighting games with, with NetherRealm. But you know what? Speaking of Warner <laughs> Brothers, this is the last Speaking thing we'll of Warner Brothers. that is there's a rumor. This is not uh, one of those Nintendo rumors. Not a, so, remember when they said they were making something with Marvel? Like it was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, didn't like, we oh, talk about gonna, that a while? We talked like about it on a podcast. That... Yeah, where it's like I still don't know if that's true or fake. Where they're talking about like we're gonna do something with Marvel, and we it, I would assume it would have been like a DC versus Marvel fighting game or just a self alone Marvel fighting game. So I don't know. That could be something with with Nether Realm. Uh, yeah, Nether Realm Studios. I, but you know what? We do got to talk about one more Warner Brothers thing. Oh, we got. We got multiverses, which launched. I think it's in beta oh, until like multiverse. next week. So we've talked about this before. You played the mm-hmm. closed beta or something like that. It was um, a closed alpha, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I like you definitely weren't weren't for it. Um, so let me get no. the bad out of the way first. You can talk. Yeah, I you feel can like, definitely talk yeah. about what I've already discussed on this, basically. Yeah, well, a few a few things that that weren't brought up last time. Um, a jump button in a platform fighter, when I'm so used to Smash Bros, is something that throws me off as much as a block button does in in Mortal Kombat. Uh, Nickelodeon had this, and I really didn't think it needed it. Um, and Multiverses has this. Uh, another thing, it's it's been fun. It's been out for about a week at this point. Uh, of when we're recording and and it's fun but i'm already starting to see that like power creep come in where like it's starting to feel a little less accessible than it did at the start and that happens with fighting games yeah, it happened we, with street fighter 5 after the first week i think though as like we've discussed is that these are meant the smash is a party game at the end of the day like it, it's one of those things where with with multiverse it's it's too much for something that should just be a party game it shouldn't well have... that's where i think the distinction with multiverses comes from smash and and nickelodeon because from the get-go there's an emphasis and this is where it gets a little mechanics heavy which is why i'm not actually considering this to be a smash clone it's similar mm-hmm. it's a platform fighter but i'm not considering it to be a smash clone because it has a very high emphasis on co-op partner play with somebody where you can set up synergies and perks with your characters to where if you're playing as this character like the characters have classes and they can set up these perks and you can use uh teammate perks and do certain things like wonder woman's lasso can grab enemies but it can also grab your uh, partner and save them from falling or you could start healing your partner up so there's a bit of like a competitive multiplayer undercurrent to this to where i think it's really i i think it's got a look to it that will draw people in but it has gameplay that's going to kind of dissuade people who are looking that well people who are looking for that smash bros-esque fun aren't going to find it in the high level play here even even i'll say this 
I prefer the Nickelodeon one over the Cartoon Network one, or the multiverse one, because at least with the Cartoon Network, uh, Cartoon Network, the Nickelodeon one, it kind of still reminds me of Smash, also, and not in a bad way, where it's just like, yeah, it's still a party game, you can just have fun, and yeah. still do, it doesn't have to be that, me- it's not that mechanical, where where multiverse seems to be that, and I, I'm not really messing with the game that kind of should feel like a party game, or just like a pick up very easy and kind of like learn along the way, not having to actually put hours into it. It feels like a strategy game cleverly disguised as as a party game. And exactly. I think that's why I've been drawn into it because there's like a bit of complexity that like well, I think the main reason I'm drawn into it is cuz it's very responsive. I've heard something about the 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 input lag being like 2 milliseconds, which is like better than anything ever. Um but like I like how weighty it feels. And it just feels good to play after I got used to the jump button. But I lose a lot because wrapping your head around the mechanics of it all with the perk systems and and using, you know, being in your team of two against your opponent's team of two. If you're up against somebody who's playing together, then playing with randoms isn't really going to get you the results that you want unless one of you is really good at the game. And then even then, what if both opponents are like amazing smash players or something like that <laughs> and it's like all, it's like you have to be good Iron at smash Giant. and multiverses to, to yeah. succeed at this i think it's it's one of those where I, i'm just not about multiverse i believe it'll have its it'll meme it'll have a meme status it'll have its status but then i, I think people are just gonna forget about it because it's gonna be people someone's gonna want to just be like oh yeah i just want to play casual but then they just get demolished like yeah uh, i'm not having a great time i'm just gonna stop playing it's stressing me out Here's what I like, though. There is local play, and all the characters are unlocked in local play. Okay. That's pretty cool. You don't have to worry about multiverses shenanigans with perks and stuff and local play if you don't want to. So you can enjoy this as a free-to-play Smash Bros. game, and you don't have to use your in-game currency to unlock the characters for the offline local modes. You can play as anybody so far, I bought Harley Quinn for the online with the in-game currency because, look, there's nothing on that battle pass that I want <laughs> enough to buy another battle yeah. pass. Um, this is not a game I'm going to be spending any money on, uh, like Fall Guys, which is absolutely something I've, I've put a few dollars into. Um, but you could play as LeBron James in this, which gives me the rare True. opportunity to name this episode LeBron Mains because some people main LeBron in, in, in multiverse. <laughs> I mean, some people are going to main Iron Giant. I think Iron Giant is, like, the only... I like how Smash, like, the Smash Bros, when it was first released, they're like, we're not putting in Ridley because he's, like, he's giant. He's a giant creature. It wouldn't well, they work. found a way. <laughs> and they found a way, though, but they obviously had a sh- they have the shrink, and people are like, oh, but still not Ridley because he's small. But then you look at Like, Iron, Iron giant. giant, though, is huge, and, like... Yeah, and people <laughs> think he's, like, very OP... And then it's just like, oh, this and that. This is like, see, this is why we didn't want massive, like, uh, Ridley in our game. Because it would have been, like, it would have been, like, Meta Knight in Brawl where, like, no, he's too OP. We we have to I feel like you have to nerf Iron Giant's recovery, which is what I think they did. But I've not played enough uh, uh, against Iron Giant to, to notice yet. But, I mean, it's fun. It came at the right time for me, I think, because... I'm I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and I still have podcasts that I listen to weekly so I need a not story game to play mm. while I listen and I'm done with the Fall Guys pass so it's like 
here comes multiverses, I can sit down for a half an hour, play a few rounds, buy a character, and just kind of mess around. And I think that not caring about the battle pass or online status on that one has, has yeah. I think, improved my, or like, helped me enjoy it for this week. But I want to see how its legs are, because it, it's good and popular for now, but, like, where is it going to be? Like I said, it'll have its meme status, but I think it'll fade out. I think with the Nickelodeon one, it had a meme status, and people played it, but then it kind of faded out. No one talks about it. Even though they've yeah. added DLC to that game, no one really talks about it. Yeah, it's something I want to keep an eye on. Um, it's definitely not something where I'm, like, getting excited about the Battle Pass. We'll leave that to Fall Guys. Um, but, you know, for right now, good little distraction from xenoblade while i listen to you know jv's move or conan or mm-hmm. something like that um so that's multiverses and you might have just heard me say i'm playing xenoblade chronicles 3 i might talk about that a little next week uh let's just say it's good it's better than two but in my eyes like it's not hard to be better than two but it is good. yeah it's not hard to be better than two <laughs> so before we get to our news stories this week robert i have an intended direct rumor all right uh Remember, listeners, Pokemon Drip will return with gold and silver after episode 100, in case you're wondering where that is. Uh, Our rumor, though, is on this piece of paper. It's a crossover fighting game based on our favorite toys from the 80s, like Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, Transformers, G.I. Joe. But the catch is, like, they're action figures instead of, like, 2D or CGI. They look like action figures, kind of like that action figure FPS game that they have. So these are action figures fighting against each other. Classic. Kind of reminds me of a clay. Was it clay fighter? Where they clay fighter? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, but it's action figures. Clay fighter. Now remember clay fighter? Come on now, clay fighter sixty four. Come on with the snowman. The snowman. I was thinking clay Uh, fighter for the SNES. There's there's like so many versions of clay fighter for the sixty four. It's weird. Oh god. But this though, like. I'm surprised that nothing like this has been done before unless I'm completely missing something. But the idea of these classic 80s, like, filmation characters or... I'm forgetting who made Thundercats. Uh, Hanna-Barbera or something like that. Just was fighting against Deke? each other. <laughs> no, it wasn't Deke. Animation. Was, did no, Deke do anything Deke. in the 80s? Did they do anything? Uh, yeah, but it was probably, like, the, the bargain bin versions of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but i mean you got your you're gonna get he-man definitely gonna get oh what was that the care bears are from the 80s so could oh i mean they could be, be like characters they Background could be assists characters? yeah you know the how that could work actually that would work hey if we're talking figure fighting games i mean rainbow bright would be a good one to put in too from from hallmark <laughs> true you got the gi joes you know cobra commander come on cobra transformers guy starscream come on starscream yeah and but like the graphics would like it, this rumor makes it seem like the graphics will be like almost stop motion-esque action figures having fights and i think that that's such a cool idea i mean people do that with their modern figures today so it definitely could be possible it makes sense it's like this is the remember your dreams as a child while well, we've turned it into a reality exactly Give me Skeletor. Skeletor. Man, you know what you could call this game, He-Man? You could call it Action Showdown. Until next time, He-Man. Somehow is is my nephew. I didn't know that. What? 
Yeah, you yeah. told me that. That freaked me out. I was like, "What? You're lying. That is that Skeletor is He Man's pretty uncle. sure Skeletor is not real. Yeah, related to King Randor. Ah, He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Love that show. Anyway, we got a little bit of news this week. Uh, we let's see. News. Let's see what, what, what's happening. What's the big stuff? Well, the big stuff is that Knights of the Old Republic has turned into quite the mess. Oh, uh, I think it was Schreier, Jason Schreier, that reported, or Bloomberg, I think. Some, that one of them. Many sites, I mean, reported on this. Uh, that game's been indefinitely delayed. Yeah. Uh, huge bunch of it? problems yeah. in, uh, in Aspire. and Some people got laid off, right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, some creatives got laid off. Uh, yeah. Here's... Here was what I was thinking. Like, Aspire, I know them from doing ports of Star Wars games to Mac back in the early 2000s to Switch nowadays. If this was a project that was kind of, like, completely theirs, that's a big thing to take on for a company that's done ports. It's uh, that's like giving big. GTA trilogy to a company that mostly does. Uh, don't talk about GTA trilogy now. Um, but yeah. Now we remember this was like the first thing they showed at the last PlayStation showcase uh, last year, and um, it was like unbelievably hype. Now mm. it's like either expect this in 2025 or don't expect it this might end up just not happening at this point so that's <laughs> that's a sad news there's story. two options it is either it won't happen till years from now or they just cancel it they'll just can it altogether. yeah it's one or the other it's, there's only two options for this and look when it comes to games like i'm with the developers don't crunch and delay your game if you have to and if it just turns into like, if it's sucking the life out of everybody, then maybe just don't do it. I'm with the developers on uh, when it comes to games nowadays. It's like when Studio MDHR said, you know, Delicious Last Course could have come out three years ago, but we weren't going to crunch our, our 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 developers. It's like, yep, that's that's the way to look at it nowadays. There's enough good games out there for you to be able to wait. I guess <laughs> it's just sad because this is like. It, it was something that people were looking forward to and you know you don't ever hear the full story in news reports like this or, or off gaming sites but it's just kind like, of kind of should never announce something unless it was in development already it's kind of one of those uh things that bite you in the butt where we've said this multiple times don't announce it just because it's an idea announce it if it's in development like hey, we're working on it it's in development we got a couple demos here and there and we'll, and we'll discuss when it's more in but trust us it's in development they just i think they showed a cgi trailer there was no development so they could have just been like oh let's let's see if we can do this and start developing and then if this happened, i think they said something about the vertical slice mind. demo not being what the higher ups wanted or something but exactly. I, it, it's everywhere online just yeah just go check it out yeah it's just like one of those don't announce it too early because stuff like this can yeah. happen you never know looking at you marvel with all your 30 new movies <laughs> <laughs> anyway little stories yakuza series is coming to ps plus with like That's a dragon dope. coming to essential by the That's time amazing. this game That's comes why... up Oh yeah, that's why I bought the plus premium for stuff like this. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Like for a dragon, like, this. like a turn-based RPG, sure, but it is just oh it's man, like is a it dragon. a treat? <laughs> now zero, one, and two Kiwami are being added to 
and as well as six are being added to the extra tier, I believe. And then premium will also get three, four, and five. Mm -hmm. So if you have the premium PS Plus, you will within well by the end of the year have the full entire series of Yakuza. And don't sleep on this one. Um, I'm ready to play it in order. I've played Kiwami and and Like a Dragon a little bit of Zero, but I'm ready to go in for the full order on this one. Um, mm -hmm. But Like a Dragon, I mean, talk about something we've talked about for over a year on this podcast. I've been interested. That's yeah, I've been interested in playing that one. <laughs> I, I would encourage a full playthrough. <laughs> I'm gonna replay it. It's just that good. Godfall, Godfall news, baby. baby. Uh, surprise! Can that you we believe have it? Godfall news. I, yeah, I think this is. is I think it? this is the end of Godfall news. This might be the last one. Probably. Because it seems like they're ending development or at least future content for Godfall unless they ever make a sequel um, because they released this Valor Plate skin pack called the Gratitude Pack. Um, it's like the skins on Borderlands, basically. It's a shift code. It gives you 12 skins. You can find it on their Twitter. I think two of them were released for like a pre-order and like one other time, but like there's a bunch of new skins. Uh, Godfall oh. news. Yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be much from the Godfall front anymore. I yeah. liked Godfall. It was just nobody else uh, liked it with me. Every Every <laughs> first game that comes out with a launch console never is remembered that much. Every launch console first party, there's like one or two that I remember, but most of the time they're not remembered. So there's that. Mario Kart 8's new DLC will be out by the time Finally. this episode goes up. Waluigi Pinball is here, ladies and gentlemen. Finally. So, a lot of people have been yeah, waiting for this one. We, we may have a few thoughts on that next week. Other little small things, Cult of the Lamb is coming out soon, August 11th. They had a plush. Uh, it's sold out, but it's very cute. Check it out. And accolades are going away on PS5 because nobody uses them. And that makes me sad because the other day I was Whoa. playing <laughs> Fall Guys with, with my sister and I was like, there was a guy on our team and we won squads as a team of three because our other person, we did we just didn't have four people. We won squads with a team of three. And I said, man, if I could give an accolade to this person on Fall Guys. You know guys. what's funny? The only game that ever implemented that accolade is, uh, was Destruction, Destruction All Destruction All Stars did it. Because other oh, games don't there add was another to, one. to their game. There, there was it, another one. Well, it's, no, it's there. It's not that the accolades aren't there, but Destruction All Stars will actually implement and put it in front of you that you can. It'll yeah. be such a simple way to do so. So it's just sort of like most games don't impl implement anymore. I think Siege did it, but I've, I, I've left Siege after like P before PS5. I only played for a bit and I left it. I feel almost like one of the shooters did it too. Like I said, Siege did it. I know Siege yeah. did it. Siege, did, Destiny, but... did Destiny do it? No, well, I don't know because no, I don't think Destiny does it. So there's only a couple other shooters, but if you can't remember, and at this point, it, Bungie's a first-party studio, which would have made sense for them to add it to it. But it's like no, like they're getting rid of accolades. But it's you know, I have four no accolades. It, oh well. darn it! I got like two. <laughs> there, I only got like two. But if no one's using it, no one's using it. I mean, they, they didn't implement it in Fall. I think Fall Guys would have been all right, but would have been perfect it's for it. Last but not least. Uh, GTA 6. There's been some news stories about GTA 6 uh, taking place in, in Vice City, as we all expected. I won't support Rockstar anymore. They've done bad to, at least for me, as I've like that I is true. Bad enough where I won't support them at this point anymore. They've they've just been, you know, head in the ground, not paying attention to what the fans really ask, and I don't think they're that ridiculous of requests. It's just sort of like 
whatever. You know, there's something they maybe they could say, but they just don't say anything. So it's just like, eh. GTA 6, it's whatever for me. It's going to be a live service game. It's awesome that they have a female protagonist, but by principle, Rockstar is... They took things away from Red Dead to work on GTA 5's online, and the trilogy was a mess. I like how... Uh, they, if you're a long-time listener of this show, you know we've not been they, happy with they Rockstar. They've taken away people to work on Red Dead Online, and then they're, they're shocked, like, how come Red Dead Online never worked? Because you took away people who should have been working on it, and make them do other things, like other GTA 5 DLC, or maybe working on GTA 6. You're like, oh, how's the stuff on Red Dead Online not working? Well, there's your answer. You have not that big of a team working on it. All, all I really want is 60 frames for the story mode. I would be so happy with 60 frames for the story mode. Just think. Ain't could you imagine happen. 60 frames for the story mode? Ain't I mean, happen. you could do it on PC. No, it's probably not going to happen. We got to end on a good note. Let's talk about the Cult of the Lamb plush again. It's very adorable. <laughs> uh, uh, see. I know you haven't uh, seen it, but it's very adorable. <laughs> how about this for ending it on a, on a good note? How about... <laughs> Donkey Kong, am I right? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got a message from from a, a gamekeeper while the show was going on. Pop Alien did go searching through the archives of Gameplace. I don't know why, but that's kind of weird, right? Pop Alien hasn't said anything to us since he's been back, but I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, probably nothing to it. It's probably not much. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, for right now, Robert, you'd say we've done an episode? Yeah, I should wrap it up. All right. We want to thank you all so much for listening. As always, please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Next week, I think we may talk a little Xenoblade 3, maybe some MK8 DLC tracks. And Robert recently finished Tropical Freeze, so we might do a little bit of that with the intention of doing a full-on special later on the line. And then things to look forward to, episode 99, we're going to do a uh, uh, an episode all about the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. And episode 100, you're not going to want to miss that. But for next week, we're going to have a regular one again. Uh, so for right now, there's not much left to say, except for something that I vaguely remember saying before. And that's that the real Mario and Luigi Dream Team was the friends we made along the way. And that game is like 35 hours too long. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.